From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, we count it a privilege to welcome you to another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, presenting a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought taken from the pen of the great 19th century English preacher C.H. Spurgeon and found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Unbroken Fellowship Essential. The text is John chapter 15 and verse 7, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Of necessity we must be in Christ to live unto him, and we must abide in him to be able to claim the largesse of this promise from him. To abide in Jesus is never to quit him for another love or another object, but to remain in living, loving, conscious, willing union with him. The branch is not only ever near the stem, but ever receiving life and fruitfulness from it. All true believers abide in Christ in a sense, but there is a higher meaning, and this we must know before we can gain unlimited power at the throne. Ask what ye will is for Enoch's who walk with God, for John's who lie in the Lord's bosom, for those whose union with Christ leads to constant communion. The heart must remain in love, the mind must be rooted in faith, the hope must be cemented to the word, the whole man must be joined unto the Lord, or else it would be dangerous to trust us with power in prayer. The carte blanche can only be given to one whose very life is not I, but Christ liveth in me. O you who break your fellowship, what power you lose! If you would be mighty in your pleadings, the Lord himself must abide in you, and you in him. It's whirling shot. 
In the 18th chapter of Luke's Gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ presented a parable to the end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. If ever there was a time when believers in the Lord Jesus Christ needed to pray, surely it is now. The moral condition of our land, the apparent powerlessness of our churches, cry out for God's people to seek the Lord earnestly for revival. To encourage true Christians in the urgent need to pray, let the Bible Speak is pleased to offer, free of charge, copies of a powerful message by Jonathan Edwards, one of the greatest Christian leaders and thinkers this country has ever produced. The title is typical of Edwards' time, a humble attempt to promote explicit agreement and visible union of God's people in extraordinary prayer for the revival of religion and advancement of Christ's kingdom on earth. Don't let the title put you off. This is a message for this hour. In a 20-page booklet form, Edward's sermon calls upon believers to unite in earnest prayer for God to come in reviving power upon His church. The great revivals of history have always come as the result of fervent prayer, sometimes on the part of just a few Christians who were burdened to seek God for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and revival power. That power is still available for those who will seriously seek it. To obtain your free copy of this message, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you wish, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or you may write to Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615 and ask for Edwards on Prayer. The address again is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Ask for the message Edwards on Prayer and we'll be happy to send you a free copy.
On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns brings the next portion of a message called The Spirit of Promise, part of this series on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. The texts are found in John chapter 7, Acts chapters 1 and chapter 2. Although it is true that the Spirit empowered individuals in the Old Testament, the real fullness of the Spirit had to wait until Christ had finished His work on the cross and was glorified. This work of the Holy Spirit is the distinctive mark of the New Testament church. As Dr. Cairns will show from Scripture, Christ is the source of this fullness of the Spirit, for it is the Spirit's work to apply Christ to believers so that they may live and serve with power. Now Dr. Cairns brings the next portion of this message, the Spirit of Promise. The Lord Jesus gave a promise that would distinctively mark the whole New Testament church. And he promised in effect that he would usher in, as soon as he got to the right hand of God, he would usher in an age that Paul called the ministration of the Spirit. He would usher in a period when the Holy Ghost would flow like mighty rivers in all his fullness. Now that is the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. The source of the promise is Christ glorified. If Christ is risen, if Christ is glorified, then the Spirit must flow like rivers, a symbol of abundant fullness. Do we believe that Christ is risen? Do we not believe that he's seated at the right hand of God? How then can we stop short of believing that while Christ is glorified, the Holy Spirit of God should come in mighty fullness flowing through the church? Yet God's church is living in a wilderness, living in a desert land, with a spiritual dearth and deadness that parallels almost anything that has gone before in the history of the church. Why should it be? Christ is the source. You will see how our translators understand this verse. He that believeth in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I take that, to be quite honest, to be the basic meaning of the text as it stands. But there is an interesting thing here. One great scholar pointed out what many of them agree on, that the first line of verse 38 really belongs to verse 37. Uh, Verse 37 is saying, If any man thirst, he that believeth on me, let him come unto me and drink. In other words, if any man thirst, let him come to me. He that believes, let him come. That's the general idea. Now a new line. As the scripture has said, here's a promise from the Old Testament then, out of his belly, out of his fullness, as it were. Who is the person spoken of? One great commentator says the person is Christ. It's not speaking, he says, of the spirit flowing out of believers. It's speaking of the spirit flowing out of Christ because it says the believers will receive the spirit. Well, be that as it may, the Lord Jesus was certainly making it clear, I am the source 
if I'm on the throne, you should have the Spirit. Not individually, Mary, but you should have the Spirit as the church of God flowing in rivers of fullness. Now, what's the essence of this promise? Let's take the verse as it stands in our authorized version. As speaking of believers receiving such a fullness of the Holy Spirit that he flows from them like rivers. What's the essence of the promise? You come to Christ and you receive the Holy Spirit. Is that often preached in gospel meetings nowadays? i be quite honest. I can't remember when last I heard a preacher stand up before a congregation of men and women and tell them if they will come to Christ they will receive the Holy Spirit. And yet that is essential to the gospel. Here is the essence of the promise. You read John and you'll find that there's a wonderful progression. In John 3 you have Christ speaking on the new birth. He says you're born of water and of the Spirit. And it's not the water of baptism. Water in the Old Testament, and Christ is speaking to a master of the Old Testament, was the symbol of the purifying power of God working through his word and spirit. Born of water and of the spirit. There you've got the water and the inception of spiritual life. The Holy Spirit so working by the mighty, purifying, regenerating, creative Word of God as to bring dead souls to life. Now in John chapter 4, you have Christ speaking in verse 13 to the woman at the well. And he says, he that drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoso will drink of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Now that takes us a stage, stage further. Here is water that is continually springing up within us. Here is the water of life that is continually flowing to our whole being, satisfying us. John 3, you've got the water and salvation. John 4, you've got salvation and satisfaction. Now John 7, he that believeth in me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Here you've got salvation, satisfaction, and now service. You've got the overflowing fullness of the Spirit. From his belly. All the commentators agree that means from his heart, from his inmost being, from his real person. Yes, that's all very true. But look at it a little more literally. Not literally, but a little more literally. The belly is the receptacle of food. It's that which we feed. And as some of us know more than others, it's that which is hard to fill. It's that which is never for too long satisfied. In fact, you remember Paul spoke of the apostates as the ones whose God was their belly. Now here's the word that the Holy Ghost is applying here. Christ is speaking. And he's saying that the Spirit of God takes Christ and he applies him 
to the innermost yearnings of the soul so that he fully satisfies every need of the heart. Now let me emphasize that. Jesus Christ alone can satisfy any man. You can't be saved apart from Christ, but neither can you be satisfied. You can make a million dollars. Don't ever think that that would satisfy you. Some of the most miserable wretches in the world are those who thought if they could make their first million, they'd be satisfied. One of the world's richest men was asked, What do you want? Now you've got it all. I want just a little more. God trusts you with riches? Fine, use them for his glory. But never think that that will satisfy you. Never think that a change of surroundings and better circumstances will satisfy you. My friend, there is an aching void in the heart of a man and a woman that only Christ can satisfy. I know rich people who are very satisfied because they have Christ. I know poor people who are equally satisfied because they have Christ. I've told you before the story of a friend of mine up in Toronto. One of the elders of our Toronto church. He went to a meeting. I'm not sure if it was Amway or some of these organizations, but it was one of them. And they were motivating people to come into the program and get rich quick. And the first thing they did, he was only there really, being forced by a friend. And uh, they made them list some things that they really wanted. I mean, you've got this goal in your mind. Now, here's the way to work to it. And so, they then got them to read out. One fellow wanted a, uh, so much more money. Another fellow wanted a Cadillac. Another fellow wanted a, a nice house by the lake is a second house. Owen wanted to be able to take holidays when he liked and where he liked. And so they all went around. They were all getting worked up. And it finally came to Peter. He's a wee fellow of about six feet, six or seven inches, so they couldn't really look over him. And uh, he stood up and he said, One man is asked to have so much money. I have it. I know. One man has asked that he would have a Cadillac. I have that too. If somebody wants to be able to take holidays, I can do that when I like. If somebody wants a second house by the lake, I have it. But I want to tell you that only Jesus Christ can satisfy my soul. I was delighted with the testimony. He wasn't crowing about what he had. Not at all. But so often people say, well, it's just sour grapes because you don't have it. It wasn't sour grapes. No, sir. He had the sweetest grapes of all. For he had the grapes from the brook of Eshcol. He is God's son and God's salvation. You're craving Christ you need. He does satisfy. But listen. Then there's an overflowing. It used to be said. I don't know why it has ever stopped being said. 
It used to be said in evangelical meetings that were for deeper life and fuller life, etc., that only the overflow reaches others. How true that is. We have a race of Christians today and they just have enough grace to struggle through. They just have enough knowledge of Christ to struggle through on their own. There's no overflowing, joyful, abundant fullness. And we blame it on television. Well, you may, if you're sitting watching it for hours, no doubt that will be part of your problem. But we blame it on television. We blame it on the hardness of the times. We blame it on the sinner. Man, it's time we got it back to our own door and realized if we were living in the overflowing fullness of God the Holy Spirit, then it would reach out to others. That's the essence of the promise. But just remember this, and I, I don't want to take much time on it. This fullness of the Holy Spirit is a fullness of the Holy Spirit revealing Christ. It's the fullness of the Holy Spirit applying Christ to us. We're living in a day of a charismatic delusion when they have isolated the Holy Spirit from the person and work of Jesus Christ where the experience is of the Spirit in himself. And I tell you, whenever you have people who are emphasizing the experience of the Spirit in himself, you have heresy. The work of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Christ, to apply Christ, to lead us to the fullness of Christ. That's the Holy Spirit's work. That's the essence of the promise. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 